Welcome to Prayer Huddle, a community that seeks to host God, influence lives, and revive hearts. The message you're about to listen to is a word in season to make your spirit soar like that of the eagle. Thank you for listening and stay blessed. It's been, it's always a joy. I told my wife, uh, your love for Jesus is infectious. And I have a weakness for those who love Jesus. Amen. Um, you won't lose it. It will grow stronger and deeper. Amen. 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 Uh, it, will, it, will, it will trickle down. Amen. And pour as water to those who will follow you. Amen. In the name Amen. of Jesus. You will be a community of Jesus lovers. Amen. A community of folks who who God will find delight in in the name Amen. of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And Jesus said, uh, "If I come, will I find faith on earth?" In the name of Jesus Christ, hmm. everyone who associates with prayer hodl, that Jesus will find delight in in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Uh, the Bible says, "Take away the drugs from the silver; they'll comfort the vessel for the finer." Uh, I didn't plan it this way, but brethren, in the name of Jesus Christ, whatever rough edges that is not allowing the goodness and the greatness of God's desire and plan of, for your life to be revealed, tonight in the name of Jesus Christ, into the hands of he that is able to consume, Bible says uh, that God is a consuming fire. We render that portion of the shaft, that portion of the dross, we render it into the hands of the refining fire of the Holy Ghost tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you come out of this prayer, prayer thorn, new people, refined people, changed people. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, may I say to a Lola listening here tonight, whatever it is that has caused you pain in the last 18 months or thereabouts, God Almighty will turn it to joy in Jesus' mighty name. In the next 18 days, I hear 18 days, follow In the next 18 days, God Almighty will bring a dancing from that same drum that has beaten drums of uh, sounds of pain unto you in Jesus' mighty name. Eternal Father, we thank you for tonight. We glorify your holy name. Thank you, dear Holy Spirit, for mercy you show us on a daily basis. Thank you, Father, Lord, for being gracious to us. Lord God Almighty, thank you, Father, for showing yourself a great Father like no other. And thank you, Father, for being our King at the same time. You are King and Father, lover and friend, Savior and brother at the same time. And eternal Father, ask God Almighty, let there be a manifestation of your fatherhood, that, Lord, you will care for your own and show divine deep concern. Abba, Father, tonight, in the name of Jesus. As king, Father, you will sit on your throne and judge in righteousness in favor of your own people. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, as Savior, Father, you deliver your people, Lord, from everything that hinders. In the name of Jesus, and above all, as judge, Jehovah God Almighty, I ask God Almighty, Lord, you will judge. And your, 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 your judgment, the Bible says, is true and is righteous. 
you will judge truly in righteousness that the word of God that cannot be broken, which is established forever, Lord, will speak on behalf of everyone in Jesus' mighty name. So, Lord, we judge situations, we judge circumstances, we judge the hand of the wicked, we judge mountains. Father, we judge rivers, we judge floods. Father, we judge obstacles. We Judge God always adversaries in the name of Jesus. Oh, righteous judge, sit on your throne and judge God Almighty. And above all, Heavenly Father, we ask for the ministry of the comforter that tonight, God Almighty, you reassure your people. Lord, you give evidences of a better tomorrow. Evidences, God Almighty, personal evidences what you are about to do. You give visions. You give dreams. Trances, Heavenly Father. Lord, a strong word of conviction will come, God Almighty. You open eyes and open ears. We receive the spirit of seeing and hearing tonight in the name of Jesus, that everyone, God Almighty, will, will begin to climb on the pedestal of grace in the name of Jesus. Father, here we are. Carry us in your hands. Take us to where only grace can take a mantle. Carry us in your hands. Lift up on, onto places that only grace can lift up a mantle. In the name of Jesus, the eyes of them that look unto you, you give them their meat in due season. I pray in the name of Jesus, every meat that is already due, that is yet to be plated, every meat that is already due, that is yet to be served, in the name of Jesus, we ask for the ministry spirits of angels tonight, the Father, Lord God Almighty, Portions will be allotted. Inheritances will be divided. In the name of Jesus, plates will become full. If the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. Whithersoever a tree falleth, whether to the north or to the south, there shall remain. And so we, act, we declare God Almighty today, in the name of our resurrected Lord Jesus, every pregnant cloud to release their rain, every outstanding come to bear. We speak that which is in the past, out to be in the now, we bring it to this moment. We speak that which is in the future, the out to be for now. We pull it back into time in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, brethren, come on, pray in the spirit just for a minute. Come on, pray in the spirit, pray in the spirit, just pray in the spirit. Oh, Lord, thank you. Thank you. Ba 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 
They wanted to make a city. God told them to go and replenish and bless the earth. They wanted to remain in a place and confine God's own agenda. And God came down himself and destroyed the people. And brethren, God scattered them as it were, set a reset button. But brethren, here came a major spiritual reset button. The first one that he set in Genesis 11, the button he pressed, is both a locational button, is a spiritual button, and also, brethren, um, as it were, a relational button. But here God began to press a major spiritual button. This one was the one that birthed everything, that changed the course of the whole picture, that kind of redefined some things that God is doing and God has done. Hallelujah. Brethren, the Bible says, and God had said to Abraham, God, get out of your country, to a land, leave your family, leave your father's house. I'm taking you to a place. I'm starting something new. Anytime God wants to do something new, please, there are three things that are usually involved. Anytime. Check it from scripture. I can prove, I can prove what I'm saying from Genesis all the way to Revelation. There is always a change of location. There is always a locational change. In other words, God kind of, there's a shift that happens. Almost um, prophetically, sometimes there's a physical shift. There's a shift that happens. Number two, there is also um, the issue about seed. In other words, about children, you know, the next generation, procreation as it were. Hallelujah. Number three, um, there is also about blessing. So three things. Number one is a place. Number two is a seed or the child. Or number three is a blessing. Now, this, these three things are very, very key. Anytime you see God press a reset button, brethren, these three things are affected. When man fell, when God was to, after he created man, he put man in a place. The first thing that happens is your position. The man was in the garden, and brethren, um, when man fell, the next thing is he had to leave that position. He had to leave that location. So anytime God wants to enter you to another place again, he has to give you a place, another place for you to go to. And so man, this, what God told him here, says, I'm going to take you to a land I will show you, is as it were, God undoing what he did when he sent man out of the garden. So you have left, you have left a location, moved you out of a place of blessing. Now I'm going to take a people and now move them to a place of blessing again. And may I pray for you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Whatever it seems as though you've lost, relationship, position, status, even some spiritual giftings. Brethren, God is going to move you again. There's another reset button being pressed tonight. God is going to move you again and move you into another dimension, a greater one than where you've been before. In the name of Jesus, three things that Adam kind of lost as it were. He lost land, he lost a seed. Uh, because after then, before then, before the fall, they were meant to birth naturally and enjoy procreation. But part of the curse was that their children out of pain, 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 childbirth will come out of pain. But brethren, God now began to speak here again. He says, well, now I am going to restore land, a position. I'm going to restore seed, which is your children, and I'm going to bless you. Hallelujah. And these three things, brethren, are going to be affected tonight as we speak and pray. But brethren, I need you to focus, please, in the place of prayer. One of the things that um, three nations were very, very important in the life of Abraham. And these three nations, brethren, um, it's Abraham's journey is, as it were, uh, a reflection of what an average Christian journey usually looks like. 
God calls the people, gives them a name, has a promise for them. God's intention for us is to make us great, is going to make us a people, is to make us his own people, is to make us his own children, is to give us a covenant, um, as it were, cut a covenant with us, give us an inheritance, make us a peculiar people in the nations. But the Bible now says, brethren, God, what we see here is, is, is a bit interesting because one, the first challenge, the first nation that was a challenge to Abraham's destiny, which is always the first nation that is a challenge to your destiny, my destiny, to us entering into promise, to us being who God wants us to be. And brethren, a great anointing is coming. God is speaking in the place of prayer. There's a revival that is already brewing on the earth. We are about, so the globe is about to be hit by something different. It is the move of the Holy Spirit. I saw men in offices suddenly be visited by God and walk out to stop for a minute because the Holy Ghost had the moment in the office space. There is a move of God that is going to also be very, very functional in the marketplace. Hallelujah. So, man, there's no excuse here. This is not a clergy thing, ladies and gentlemen. This is a you and I thing. He has no champion. The champion is the Holy Spirit. It is not denominational in nature. It is community-based. God is about to walk a walk in our lives and in our hearts. And brethren, a change is coming. God is about to rake in a harvest, a harvest of souls, using you and you and you and I to do his bidding and to cause a move on the earth. Hallelujah. And I know God will use you. And God will use you and will use me. And all of us will be a mighty tool in his hands in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. But brethren, these three nations are the things we should be aware of if we must get to this place that God has desired for us. Number one, the Bible says he was born in a place called Mesopotamia. That's all of the Cardians. Now, this first nation is the nation of your origin, your origin, your background, your 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 the, 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 your bloodline, as it were. Okay, as it were. Now, if you read scripture very well, brethren, you will see some interesting things about this location. Bible says in chapter twelve, verse one. He says, and the Lord had said. In other words, chapter 12, verse 1 is not when God spoke to him to move, but which means the word had suggests that there's a time frame between when God spoke to him and when he decided he was going to go. In other words, brethren, there is always this, we are not in a time when we can delay. We cannot delay anymore, ladies and gentlemen. God cannot wait for a lot of people. I, while I was praying um, yesterday night concerning this program, I was hearing when, when Paul, Saul rather, was telling the Lord Jesus, what will you have me do? And I began to pray for each and every one. A lot of people have not yet entered into the fullness of what God will have them do. But God is going to visit with visions. He's going to reassure the vision again. Make it plain. Take it to the next level of the clarity that you need for what he wants you to do. What will you have me do? In the name of Jesus, I pray for you. Your, your life and the grace of God upon your life will not be in vain, will not be a waste. In the name of Jesus Christ, the full expression of divine endowment on your life will be received globally, will be, which will affect everyone that God has desired them to affect. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, what will you have me do? A lot of us are not yet. We are walking. We are doing what we can do. But Jesus says no. He says it as though we are, we are not pacing up. We are not matching up to his own pace. The king's business requires haste, ladies and gentlemen. Requires haste. 
Brethren, that simply means he needs some people to begin to grow in the realm of the spirit. He needs some people to begin to operate in faith like never before. He needs some people to begin to well, well, be prosper financially like never before. The work is going to need money. The work is going to need anointing. He's going to need power. He's going to need prayers. He's going to need men. But brethren, what I'm hearing is that take up your sensor. It is time for us to stand between the dead and the living. The plague has already started. He says, take up your sensor. Put in fire. Put in incense. Go and stand. Take a stand between the dead and the living. That whatever is dead will no longer... Whatever is alive will not join the dead in the name of Jesus Christ. And whatever that is dead, that Satan wants to use to contaminate what is living, it will fail in the name of Jesus Christ. Every one of us have a sensor. There's a grace of God upon your life. That is a sensor. You need to put fire into it, ladies and gentlemen. You need to remove fire from the altar. Don't go and get strength fire. Don't use human wisdom. Human wisdom is a fire, but it's not the fire from the altar. There is a way the Holy Ghost does the strength. There is a way the Holy Ghost moves, ladies and gentlemen. Mesopotamia says, don't go yet. Brethren, God's business requires this. We are going to go now. We are going to go now. Whatever is negotiating your spiritual development with you, whatever is negotiating your spiritual vibrancy with you, whatever is negotiating you moving on to the next level of relationship in the spirit, you moving on to the next level of manifestation of the gift of the spirit, whatever is negotiating you leaving Egypt and becoming what God wants you to do. He says, The Lord has said unto him, I pray for you in the name of you. Come on, everyone. Stop your voice. Begin to pray. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, anything you will have me do that I'm still sluggish about, oh Lord, let the spirit of grace come upon me. Hasten your word upon me to perform in the name of Jesus Christ. Begin my feet. Begin my feet, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Let me not be slow. Lady, he shall body in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Brethren, if God says to leave all of the Chaldean, there's a place you don't want to leave. There is a convenience we have found. You are still sticking to the one hour of prayer. You are still sticking to fasting just once a week. You are still sticking to just studying so, so and so and so time. Your, your, your routine is almost like 
Jesus Christ, same yesterday, today, and forever. For brethren, the Bible says the path of the just like unto the light shines brighter and brighter. There is a canon for us to go to brethren. We cannot, Mesopotamia is offering us a convenience. Stay here. This is your base. This is your father's house. Stay here. Don't leave there. You are used to this place. This is where you were brought up. Stay here. For brethren, the Bible says, now let me listen carefully, ladies and gentlemen. This thing is, 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 is a matter of now. Is We need to move now. God can't wait for you anymore, brethren. God can't wait for you to get your acts together. God can't wait for you to commit yourself to his service in another dimension. God can't wait for you anymore. The king's business, I hear it clearly, requires haste. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, God told Philip, Philip, get up. He, trans he, he teleported him. Move to a move. Go and meet a man, Ethiopia. He is going. The man is a treasurer. He's a chancellor of the queen. She is going. He's returning to Ethiopia. He is carrying an unbalanced gospel. If you don't go and stop him, Africa will be doomed. Go quickly. He's going with Isaiah that he doesn't understand. He's reading a scripture. All he's receiving is the letter. He has not received the spirit. Go quickly. If you don't give him understanding, you don't interpret for him. Disaster which he hit Africa. The Bible says that Philip went and Philip joined himself with the chariot. Understand this down. What I'll read it. And the man, even though he's zealous, he wants God. A brother, he has not touched God yet. If you go and contact, we are living in a time when people are exposed to people who have heard about God, but who have not touched God, who have heard about God, whom God has not touched. And brethren, if the blind leads the blind, brethren, they will both fall into a pit. We are going to rescue those falling into pit. We are going to pull out those who are going asunder. We are going to pray, Lord, every Ethiopian Enoch that is around me, going somewhere with an incomplete, incomplete gospel, a disaster. Everyone, God Almighty, that their own salvation, that their own deliverance is time bound. Hasten my feet, open my eyes, use me to help them. In the name of come on, pray. Lord help 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 in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I had my professional training in the company in a firm called Einstein Young. I think they call them EY these days. And I had a colleague in our set, very brilliant young man. He was an architect. All of us came from different backgrounds. What we studied in four years, this guy, he had a master's in architecture joined the firm, and within six months, he was teaching us what we, we learned in four years. Such a genius, but he was an atheist. For two years, I was on his case. 
I kept having an impression this guy must be saved. It was, it wouldn't let me rest. It was something like, I, I felt it was time bound. I pestered him for two years. I was on his matter. One of the days they called me and said, please, pastor, can we discuss this your Jesus after, after work today? Now we, at, at the office was in, for those of you that are familiar with Lagos, Nigeria, office was in um, Marina and we live in Ikeja. You know that sometimes 10 minute delay getting away from the office can cost you five hours in traffic. But for me, that was no brainer. I stayed back. If I had to sleep in the office that day, I wouldn't mind at all. It was a privilege. So I, he, sat, I sat, he sat down. And from being an atheist, within about 20 minutes, he, accept Jesus, he accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. And brethren, that very day, one of the ex very exciting day of my life, because this guy will have very, very resourceful, very intelligent, very smart. From being, uh, from being an atheist, saying there is no God, to accepting the Son of God who came to die for us. And brethren, I prayed with him, led him to Jesus. Um, he went his way. He was heading towards um, Festac. I was heading towards the Kedja. We went to two different bus stops. And brethren, I got to the office the next day. Um, little did I know that the bus that was meant to take him home rammed him to the wall at the bus stop. He died some few minutes after I gave his heart to Jesus. The, I went to my bus stop, got into my bus, got home. He got his bus stop. The bus that was intended to, that should have taken him to, and commute to his house, rammed him to the wall and killed him there. I was the only one who knew he got born again before he died. Everyone still felt he was an atheist. During his burial, I went for his burial. And the sister, apparently has a sister who has been praying that Lord save him, save him. She was crying. I cried that it was Jesus who promised me. Lord, you told me you would save him. I had to go and tell him what happened some few minutes before he passed on. And brethren, the king's business requires haste. There is a cousin. There is a sister. There is a brother whose situation is time-bound. And brethren, God planted you there to be the extension of his hand. We are going to pray again, Lord, open my eyes. Brethren, this is, we are not, it's not you about, it's not about you tonight. There is a rescue mission God is anointing you for. It is time-bound. Brethren, it is time, I, I know this thing like I know my name. It is time-bound. I don't know who it is. I don't know for whom it is. But this thing is time bound. We are going to pray again, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, put the restlessness in me until your will is done in this matter. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, can you go ahead and pray? Lord, come on, Lord. Come on, Lord. Fuck, <laughs> 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 <laughs>
do stuff. Feel me, feel me, feel me, feel me. Oh Lord, with your bowels, bowels of mercy, bowels of mercy, bowels of mercy, bowels of mercy. For souls, Zabadushte, 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 Membridija, Balabadija, Malabadija, 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 Elebre, 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 Ejombradija, Bakada, Bakada, Likudu. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Now open your Bible. Let me tell you, tell you some peculiarities about that first nation, Mesopotamia. Your father's house that says, don't go. All he's saying is, he's not denying that there's a promise on your life. It's not arguing that God has a purpose for you. He's just saying, don't go. Don't go. Now, let me open your eyes to some few things. Terah, three things happened in the life of Terah that I think we, we sometimes overlook. Number one, Terah's wife was barren. Terah's wife was barren. Open your Bible with me. Genesis 1. Genesis 11. Just flip to the... Previous page. Let's start from verse 12. Now, please look at the age of those that lived at this time. Genesis 11 from verse 12. Aphazad lived 35 years and begat Salah. Take a leap to verse 16. Salah lived 30 years and begot Eba. Take a leap to verse 16. Eba lived 34 years and begot Peleg. Take a leap to verse 18. Peleg lived 30 years and begot Ru. Take a leap to verse 20. Ru lived 32 years and begot Serog. Take a leap to verse 22. Serog lived 30 years and begot Nahor. Take a leap to verse 24. Nahor lived 29 years and begot Terah. Take a leap to verse 26. Terah lived 70 years and begat Abraham. Everybody that was in his generation bloodline, 30 something years, 30 something years, he didn't have a child until he was 70. Until he was 70. There began something different. Now, please, that's number one. And so you notice also. That Abraham, same issue. Isaac, same issue. Uh, Jacob, same issue. Hallelujah. Now look at verse number. Let me show you the third thing. Second thing rather that happened in the life of Terah. That was almost about repeating itself verse mercy. Look at verse chapter number. Same chapter number 11. Let's read verse 27. 27 says, this is the genealogy of Terah. Terah begat Abraham, Nahor and Haran. Excuse me, Aaron begat Lot. And Aaron died before his father, Terah, in his native land in Or of the Cardians. Terah lost a child while alive. But for divine intervention, Abraham will have lost a child while alive. God wanted, that's why God demanded the son, so that that cycle does not continue. And so that he can rescue and salvage. What it seems Satan has latched upon to continue from place to place, time to time, generation to generation within a bloodline. 
Brethren, that's why God makes demands of us. He's not trying to ridicule us. He's trying to help and salvage some situations. Some we are privy to, some we are not even privy to. But brethren, we wonder how God will use death to destroy death. Brethren, read scripture. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14. Jesus destroyed death by submitting to death. Third thing that happened with Terah that we need to be careful of, careful of this first nation of Mesopotamia. You see that in verse number 31 and 32. 31 and 32. The Bible says, And Terah took his son Abraham and his grandson Lot, and the sons of Haran, and his daughter-in-law Sarai, his sons Abraham's wife, and they went out with them from all of the Chaldean to go to the land of Canaan. And they came to Haran and dwelt there. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Any good journey, journey of grace, journey of ministry, journey of fulfillment, journey of career, journey of promotion, journey of increase that you have started, you will not stop until you get there in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Anything that wants to make you wither on the way, get weary on the way in the name of Jesus. Tonight, anointing and grace that surpasses the strength of that weary cloud God Almighty will put upon you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Now listen, the Bible says a God to Terah. These guys set out, part his entire family. We are going to Canaan. Now I don't know whether God spoke to him before he spoke to um, Abraham, whether Terah was even supposed to be the one that will have been the father of faith. I don't know. But brother, all I know is this. He set out to go to the same destination. God want, God eventually sent his son to. But he stopped in the way. And look at verse number 32. So the days of Terah were 205 years and Terah died in Haran, not Canaan. He set out to go to Canaan, but he settled in Haran and he died in Haran. Brethren, the same thing played his, his, his grandson. Grandson Lot. Lot was supposed to be something great. But brethren, he went, stayed in a land he shouldn't stay. He sat down in Sodom and Gomorrah and made sure, brethren, because he saw he was good. But that was not where God wanted for him. He, even after when they came to rescue him and said, get out of here. Go to the mountains. He said, sir, I cannot go to the mountains. You see, when God sends you to a place and you feel another place that you feel is better for you, it's more important than that of God. You go and settle in a place where there will be incest, there will be a generation of cursed children that will be born. Hallelujah. Listen carefully. He says, go, go to the mountain. Until you leave, I cannot do anything. But brethren, this same, um, this same um, grandson of Terah went and settled in a place. Hallelujah. But brethren, Abraham too was about to settle. But God made it impossible for him to settle. God made it impossible for him to settle. He went to Egypt. Egypt was off his track. It was another direction. He went south. He went down. He was heading north. He went south. Hallelujah. But God made it impossible in the name of Jesus. This is the prayer I pray for myself. If you like, you can pray for it or you can recoin it yourself. All I say, Father, anywhere you don't want me. The place that is good. It looks good, but it's not the place of my promise. Jehovah, don't allow me to settle there. In the name of Jesus Christ. In anyone that I've settled in, the one that I've taken position on, Lord, I've just... I'm enjoying the place. Oh, Lord, 
The Bible says that the Lord said to them, Moses, tell the children of Israel, they should get up. They've been around this mountain for too long. Move forward in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, stir up the waters for me. Help me move forward. Help me move further in the name of Jesus. Help me not settle in Aaron. Are you praying tonight? Help me not settle in Aaron in the name of Jesus Christ. I will not suffer the losses that the father suffered. I will not suffer the shame that the father suffered. I belong to a different covenant in the name of Jesus Christ. I belong to a different covenant. There are no patterns here. The pattern that was for me is the one that was established on the cross of Calvary, written only in the ink of the blood of the Lamb in the name of Jesus. Are you declaring? Are you praying? Lord God Almighty, everything that always wants them to settle in a different place, different from where God wants them. Jacob was almost settling until one time God sent him and moved him out of Laban's uh, uh, house. He would have settled in Laban's house, but God made it impossible for him. Hallelujah. We are going to pray in the care of us, brother. Father, anywhere that is not my dwelling place, you are alone are my dwelling place. And Father, my job is to be where you are. I just want to be where you are. Father, help me not to settle where you have moved away from. Help me not to make a tabernacle. Bible says, when Jesus transfigured, Peter began to say, let us make three boots. One for you, one for your devil, one for Elijah, one for Moses. How can we make a tabernacle? When did we have not gotten to the cross? How can we make a tabernacle? When does so that's what I'm not taking place. Begin to pray. Lord, any area of life, we are settled for less. In the name of Jesus, let there be a moving forward. Push me ahead. In the name of Jesus, Lord, let grace pull me forward. Help me not to sit in a place you have left. Help me not to be comfortable when you have moved on. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Our time is running so fast. Let's go to the number two nation. Let me explain number one nation finally. Go to chapter 13. Chapter 13 of Matthew. I read, Jesus was now explaining a parable of the sower. Therefore, hear the verse 18. Hear the parable. When anyone hears the word of God and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who received the seed by the wayside. Mesopotamia is the wayside. If you read it very well, go back to verse number, verse number four, 13 verse four. And as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside and the birds came and devoured them. Mesopotamia, the job of Mesopotamia is that you will never mature into what you ought to be. In fact, you will not take off. So all he's saying is don't go. You notice that every seed germinated. This is the only one that did germinate at all. Okay, every other seed in this parable germinated. They were thrown to the ground. The one on the rock germinated. The dad didn't have root with that. The one by the thorns germinated. It was choked. The one on the good soil germinated. It brought forth fruit. This is the only one that didn't germinate. All he's saying is don't even start. Don't go. Don't go at all. We are going to ask the Lord. 
in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lord, I will, nothing about me will be aborted. My vision will not be aborted. My, my destination will not be aborted. My journey will not be aborted. Anything you've started in my life will not be aborted. Anything that is saying, don't go. Don't leave. Don't, don't get better. Don't time to promise. In the name of Jesus, we judge them tonight. We judge them tonight by the spirit of the living God. We judge them tonight by the spirit of the living God. Hallelujah. We judge them tonight. We are going. We are moving out. We are moving further. Mesopotamia, we will not die in Haran. We are going to Canaan. There is a destination. There is a place. Your career is going to enter into that fullness. You are going to get to the top. You, you might be the first of your, of, your, of your type that will get there. But you are going to get there. Hear you the word of the Lord. You don't have to be an Egyptian to be a prime minister in Egypt. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, God will begin to use you to blaze the trail. I'm hearing trailblazing in careers. Trail, trailblazing in careers. In other words, offices and positions that nobody of your type had ever been before. Begin to brace yourself. God will take you there. In the name of Jesus, you will not settle in Aaron. While others are dying in Aaron, you will get to your Canaan. In the name of Jesus. Guess what? Bible says through you, the families of the earth. In other words, brethren, through you, through you, every people of your type will be brought to that level again. Through you, you will be the first to go because of you, because of your performance, because of your pedigree. Others will be brought in. You become a blessing to the nation. Through you, some families of the earth will be blessed. In the name of Jesus, say, Father, thank you. Bless his name and thank him. If you receive that, brother, trailblazing in career, I hear it clearly. Trailblazing, you will get to heights that you never thought possible. Some offices that, that had never been given to the people of your type is coming to you in the name of Jesus. It's not about qualification, it's what grace has set up. Hallelujah. Number two, number two nation. Number two nation is Egypt. Egypt. Mesopotamia says, don't even go. Don't go at all. Don't leave. Don't get, get better than what you are now. Don't, don't increase. Just be thanking God for where you are. And brethren, while we are thanking God, we know, brethren, there's yet remained another rest for the children of God. And you will enter into your rest, your divine rest. This place is not this. It's not it yet. We are, in, we are still in transition. God is taking you somewhere. And you get there in the name of Jesus. Second nation is Egypt. Egypt is not saying don't go. Egypt says, I will journey with you. I will not disturb you. When they left Egypt, there's a lady that followed them from Egypt. Egypt gave them a gift. The gift was Hagar. Hagar's job was to journey with them. She was not going to stop them from joining, no. <laughs> Our own job is, wherever you go, I go. I'm not going to stop you from getting to where you get to. But I'll make sure that you don't, you are not going to be the best. I'll make sure that you are not everything you ought to be. Egypt does not want to terminate. Egypt is just a pollutant. 
What does a pollutant do? It doesn't kill. It just makes you ineffective. Makes you ineffective. You are going to pray. A lot of us, brethren, a lot of us still have Higail joining with us. For some folks, there are some things that are deal breakers with God. They are, they are Hagar related. There are some struggles in the flesh that followed you all the way from Egypt. They are still here. They are not gone. As you are increasing, they are increasing. <laughs> they are not killing you, but they are just trying to, they are just making you ineffective. You are going to pray. Lord, whatever form of pollution that has journeyed with me, where they come in diverse forms. Some of them is just the pollution of worldliness. Everything is okay, but one thing. And a guy is just one. <laughs> everything is okay. God can have everything, not your money. Can have everything, not your work. He can have everything, not, not something. Whatever Jesus can get for now is, is eager. Our job is to journey with you. She's not going to stop you from going to where you're going. She's just going to make sure she renders you ineffective. You are going to pray and ask the Lord from the depth of your heart. Lord, whatever is making me ineffective in serving you, in loving you, in being who you want me to be on this earth, and Father, I severe myself. You notice how hard it was for Abraham to separate from Egypt. He took Sarah, saying, no, 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 she's got to go. And I'm going to declare prophetically, all right? Because sometimes you, we've gotten too so used to Hagar, we don't, and you see, God is helping us, we're prospering. But brother, you can imagine if Hagar goes, how much more you'll have. And I'm going to declare over you, in the name of Jesus, by the anointing of the Holy Spirit, even the ones you don't want to let go, they, they, they are going to move in the name of Jesus Christ. The ones that have been with you for a long time, sometimes it seems as though they are gone. Then that, you can testify. Then suddenly something happens, then you go back again. Then it's there. It's not, it doesn't change your inheritance as a child of God. It just makes you ineffective. Ineffective. Lift up your hands wherever you are. Father, by the anointing of the Holy Spirit, I rebuke the ministry of Hagar in every life. Whatever it is that is a pollutant, he's not telling us not to go to where you want us to go. He's just been there journeying with us to make sure that our journey is not as effective as it should be. To, they are just pollutants. They don't want to kill us, but they just want to contaminate, make us unproductive. Everything in your life that makes you unproductive spiritually, that makes you unproductive in the realm of the spirit, that makes you unproductive in the, in the supernatural, that makes you unproductive in your career, that, that has hindered you from entering into the fullness of your divine ability. I curse them this morning. I curse them tonight. 
I command a divine separation, a severing ordered by God in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. Amen. You notice in the book of Matthew and chapter number 13, the second nation showed up is the one that fell on the rock. The rock is the second nation. His own job is you will, you will germinate on. First one says, don't go at all. Don't even have a beginning. Die in Iran. But this second one is saying, you will grow, but you just not be fruitful. You will, you will grow. You will germinate. You will go, but you will not be effective. In the name of Jesus Christ, anything that makes you ineffective in your life, as I've cursed them, they remain cursed. In the name of Jesus, from now you become very spiritually productive spiritually productive, fruitful in all ramifications of your life in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Finally, the third nation. And we're going to stop pretty soon. Third nation. Third nation is Sodom. Sodom. Open your Bible with me to chapter number 14. Sodom. Third nation is Sodom. What does Sodom say? Sodom says 13, 14, verse 21. 14, verse 21. This is the negotiation of Sodom. As we journey and become what God wants us to be. Sodom says, 14, 21. Now the king of Sodom said to Abraham, give me the persons and take the goods for yourself. Give me the persons. Take the goods for yourself. In other words, brethren, uh, have what you want to have, but don't have the right company around you. Have money, have influence, have whatever you want to have, but don't have the right people around you. In other words, take riches, don't have the right company. And see, the, the king of Sodom knows, as long as you don't have people, even though you have resources, resources can fight for you in the day of battle. A good name is better than silver and gold, the Bible says. You notice the third ground that the seed fell upon. The Bible says it fell among thorns. The thorn is not a ground. The thorn isn't a ground. The pathway is a ground. The, the rock is a ground. The good soil is a ground, but the thorn is not a ground. Okay, you can have thorn anywhere. So you can have thorns on the on the rock, you can have thorn by the wayside, you can have thorn on the good ground. But brethren, it simply talks about relationship. In other words, this seed fell among thorns. And you notice that didn't, the thorns, the thorns were not existing, they were not obvious. Please listen carefully. The thorns were not obvious when the soil was sowing. Okay, otherwise you wouldn't have thrown it among thorns. They were not obvious. There's some subsoil. It was also like a seed when it was being sown. When the seed was sown, the 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 the, the, the thorn too was a, was a, was was a, was a, was a seed. But but by the time they began to grow together, was when Jesus said, "When men slept, the enemy came and sowed tears. Let them grow together." And they were, that, the whole essence of the of the thorn is to choke. Wrong relationships. 
Wrong relationships. Have everything, but don't have the right people. Have everything, don't have the right people. Don't have people who can pray with you. Don't have people who can pray for you. Don't have people who God has graced. Battles you can't fight alone. They can take on up on your behalf. They can join you. And together, because of the grace of God upon your life, they are caught to it. They can win on your behalf or win along with you. People who tell you the truth. I don't have time. I will have told you the seven categories of people you need in your life. But brother, it's not the usual list we hear. You need people that have anointing. Then you need people that have, which is different from folks who have spiritual influence. Some people just have spiritual influence. They have a way with God. It's not anointing, it's not anointing now. God can do things because of them. You are going to begin to pray. Two things. Lord, free me from those around me that are choking my destiny. Add to me those who will enhance me. Let me, I don't have time. I will have told you one story. Um, a young man called me some last week. I think I was about to travel. He called me. I was sharing a problem he had. While he was talking to me, it was clear in my spirit that the person he thought was the source of the problem is not the source of the problem. Huge matter. This one is a, at a high level. And it involves billions, in hundreds of millions of dollars. And the whole thing is like stifled now because of this one matter. And he said, this person is one that God reported him. I told him, I said, no, that's not the person. Because you have been talking to the wrong person. Because pe he talked to the person he thought he was. And the person said, I have nothing to do with it. But he didn't believe him because everyone and everything points to that person. But the Lord, the Lord told me, no, that's not the person. That's not the person. That's not the person. So I prayed with him. He called me yesterday. And he said, they, they found the person. The person is one person you never have thought. Only the Lord will have revealed the person. He has now gone to meet the right person. The right person apologized to that person. The person now said, matter, we're going to solve it. You need the right people. You need the right people in your life. People that can stand with you in the place of prayer. When the chiefs come to the shelf, that can stay with you. Not the ones you see on TV you can't access. No. People, close people. I, I joined this meeting how many days ago? I can't remember what day I was in Winnipeg. I joined, I think, was, was it Pastor Ario or something that was someone that was leading? And um, I think Pastor Matthew, before he started, was introduced that me and this guy, we, we pray together. We go to the mountains in Abuja. You need folks like that, brother. We are going to pray. The heart of man, brother, is a different kettle of fish. Only the Lord knows it. Ask the Lord, Lord, put me in the right company. Let me have the right people around me. You see the heart of men. And brethren, it's not everyone that is right, that is righteous for your destiny. See, it's not everything that is right that is righteous. There are some things that are right, but they are just not right for your own purpose. 
All right? So pray in the line of your purpose. He knows the, the thorns is not a ground. The thorn is a plant. He says he fell among thorns. Once you are among the wrong people, you will not be productive. You will not entitled to promise. Canaan is where we are going. But these three nations, and we need to make sure we watch out for them. Mesopotamia says, don't go. Egypt says, I'm going to journey with you without disturbing you. Just don't be effective. Then finally, Sodom. Sodom says, you know what? Value, value things more than people. End up with the wrong company. Can we begin to thank the Lord tonight and say, Lord, I thank you for how you've helped me. Help me much more, Lord. Help me much more, Lord. Help me much more, Lord. I'm going to turn over the meeting to Pastor Matthew now. Pastor Matthew, I'm so sorry, I have to go. Help me much more, Lord. Can you take it over there? The Holy Ghost will just inspire you on what to do. Help me much more, Lord. Thank you, man of God. Raise your voices, everyone in this meeting. Unmute yourself right now. Let us cry to the Almighty God. Yeah, <laughs> 
Hallelujah. Please, please listen very carefully. I'm going to release us tonight together, please. I want to beg you, don't leave the meeting. When I was praying about this meeting, the Holy Spirit gave three clear mandates. The three things he's going to be doing in this meeting. And we have begun to see those three things happen in this meeting. There have been a lot of testimonies, healing testimonies. And I'm begging you in the name of the Lord 
share your testimonies, even the encounters you had in the course of this meeting. Go and write them down. The praise declaration tomorrow, we are moving it to 7 p.m. to accommodate. So it's going to be this time. It's going to be this time, but we're going to start it very early tomorrow. Instead of 2 p.m., no 2 p.m. session, it's just one session tomorrow and it's priest declaration. Every encounter you've had, healings, deliverance, go and write them down so that you can articulate them when we call you to share them. And you won't take much time. We can get more people to share. Even if it's three things, write them, the itemize them. So that way your thought is well synchronized. This meeting has been a fulfillment of the three mandate. The Lord said, one, this kind goeth not, but by prayer and fasting. There are yokes that have been broken in this meeting. That you've used your faith, you've sown seed, you've we've prayed, men of God have laid hands on you. But those of you who came under the glory cloud of this prayer thorn and fasting, those yokes have been broken and destroyed permanently in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The second mandate is that God said in Isaiah chapter 58, 5 and 6, is this not the fast I have chosen to lose the bands of the wicked, to set the captives free, to let the oppressed go free? You see, what has happened in this meeting is there, there is there is there are two levels of release. There is personal deliverances, things holding men down. Chains have been broken, fetters have been broken. And the other release is prophetic release, which is the third mandate of this meeting. And that is what I saw PK when he was ministering. I didn't tell any of the ministers what to preach but i saw it in the spirit there will be prophetic release and when he began to minister i was talking about mesopotamia the influence of wayside and he was talking about egypt haggai traveling within your destiny and he talked about sodom you know just allowing you have resources the money and everything but the right people are not there see one wrong person in a person's destiny can waste all their resources. One wrong person in their destiny, even in, in a, an organization, in a ministry, in a team, in a marriage, can, can, can bring wasted years into destiny. Tonight, destinies are being released prophetically. And the next session is very important. In fact, while he was ministering, the Lord had given me pre some prayers, some prophetic prayers to lead you in the next session. The, the prophetic prayers, the prevailing prayers in themselves for this prophetic release into our destiny. So if per adventure you had joined this meeting and these three mandates has not yet been carried out fully in your life, please cheat the flesh cheat, sleep, and wake up, set alarm. This is the last day of the feast. And say, Lord, I will press till the end. 
please make sure you join the 12 a.m. meeting. Those of you in the UK, it is going to be 5 a.m. And by the grace of God, most likely, I will be bringing back P.K. Olawale. So it's going to be double anointing, prayers, those prevailing prayers ministration, and an apostolic release into our destiny. I pray for you right now, receive the grace to receive the fullest package. I have been seeing Satan playing tricks on, the, on people. There are, I, ha, I have one or two daughters. God told me this meeting is their visitation, but they've not attended it. One of them attended just once. And the Lord told me this is their visitation. This is it. I've been saying, John, say, oh, there's one prayer meeting. Oh, I have one band there. I have one this. Uh, they've been busy with the regulars. And the enemy lost that. He lost it. He loves it. The main thing where he knows people will come into and get their encounter and something will be kick-started in their destiny, he puts their mind away from it. And the Lord, the Lord was saying to me, he said, this is why in the work of ministry and the labor for souls and for men is a work of long-suffering because we don't know how long that season will be before that person will really get their deliverance. Because what's going on in her life is a foundational issue. It's a, if that lady marries again without dealing with that foundational issue, the same thing will happen all over. But God is saying, I want to break it once and for all and cause a prophetic release. Everyone you see flying was released. Every eagle you see flying was released. Was released was released. Every goal you see flying had to go through the process of being released. They were released and their release announced to the wind and the storm, you cannot stop their wings because these ones are being released. I pray in this meeting that every destiny set for a release will be prophetically released in the name of Jesus Christ. None will be held bound. None will be held bound. Amen. None will be held bound. Amen. None will be held bound. Let me hear your loudest amen. 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 will be held bound. There are generations trapped in the loins of men. Generations, destinies of presidents, governors, congressmen, women and women in judiciary, educators, corporate leaders, presidents and CEOs. It's in destinies, but those destinies must be released for those nations to come out. Amen. To come out, they need to come out. Some of us are here. We are parents of presidents in this nation. We are parents of congressmen in this nation. We are parents of judiciary in this nation. We are parents. We are prophets of women who are corporate leaders, industry leaders. This is the hour in the name of Jesus.
please don't miss it. In the, in the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Destiny is about to be birthed today. Destiny is about to be birthed today. Birthed today. There are things in people's foundations, witchcraft deposits. God mm. said he's removing Amen. witchcraft deposit. The fire of God is roasting it. Foundation Things that people have eaten and swallowed. Things that have been... He called them pollutants. Pollutants. So pollutants. The spirit of Sodom is pollutants. There's going to be a cleansing fire this morning. Amen. See, I am prophesying ahead what God will do so that you don't, don't miss it. So Jesus. you don't miss it. A lady was sharing how Amen. a shop member of prayer huddle, my wife was telling me, she's been trying to get me to come and pray there. The Lord has just not released me. You see, please, let me say this. Don't play with the call. That's what we call cl clarion call. The Bible says God told Moses in Numbers 22, make two, make two trumpets. He said, when you sound one of it, the people will hear it, they will gather together. When you sound the second one, they will hear it and move. There's a time to be gathered by God. And there's a time when he says, move, move. You have to be sensitive. Even men of God, you have to move at the prompt of the Spirit. I know a lady who has who son came under the influence of the spirit of death. He said he would kill himself and kill his mom. It became a court case. They had to pull a tracker on his leg from the court. She told me, she said, this boy has a demon. She said, please come and pray for this boy. Come and do this. And the Lord said, don't go. Tell her to come and hear the word. Tell her to come and be equipped. Tell her to come and follow me. Because if you go and cast out that devil, she herself, her heart is still seeking after all the gods. And that devil will come back with seven stronger and the last state of that song will be worse than the beginning. Why, why, why don't you understand that when demons leave and come back, the Bible says it will come and see if the place is cleaned up. If he's cleaned up, not occupied, then he will say, let me go and get more so that we occupy it. That means no vacuum in nature, no vacuum spiritually. You have to be filled with the word of God, being rooted, richly filled with the word of God, filled with fire. You have to be occupied with fire, occupied with fire, occupied with fire. That's the goal and mandate of this meeting. So some of you saying, come and pray, come and pray. I've just, I want you to be filled with the fire. Mm -hmm. A sister was sharing, my wife was sharing with me. She saw in a vision, she, she runs a big store here in, in, in Atlanta, doing well. And she said she saw many times in a vision, they partitioned our shop, put it in a London bus. And she saw her shop was just going in a London bus, just driving around. 
driving around. She said she saw many visions. They partitioned an aisle of her shop, put it in a London bus, and the London bus was driving around. Look, there are powers everywhere. There are spiritual contentions everywhere. Contentions against your moving forward. There are contentions. See, to prosper is a spiritual violation against mm -hmm. the law and nature. Please listen. To prosper and excel is not the norm. The way up, the higher you go, the more restricted space you come into, the more resistance it is. I can tell you that. So it takes power. It takes power to propel your jet until you are able to break through all the gravity of spiritual gravity trying to pull you down. What makes a rocket escape to the Hobbit is that it has the propulsion in force and kinetics to overcome all of the gravity field on the earth crust so that it can make it to space. Somebody will break through into their space today. Somebody will break through into their space today. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to this message. We love to stay in touch and to see you at one of our events. You can find out more about us on our website at prayer-huddle.com. Email us at feedback at prayer-huddle.com or on our Instagram at prayer underscore huddle.